0: Hi, I'm Mario Guerra and this is Talking Downy with Mario
1: and Eric. What's happening? Let's talk about Downey, here Well, it's been a, an eventful November in in Downey, and I think uh last week is uh city council met in a special meeting and we have our new mayor for 2022. Yeah. It's going to be Blanca Pacheco. That's great. I'm glad. Absolutely. And they also voted for the mayor pro tem, which is going to be Sean Ashton. Wow. So it's going to be That's interesting. Blanca Pacheco, Sean Ashton. Uh, what, what's your initial reaction to that? Well,
0: it's kind of interesting is because uh, uh, Sean Ashton, of course, is termed out, so he'll never be mayor. He'll serve as mayor pro tem. He has one more year. He's got one more year. Mm-hmm. And the same thing happened with Alex Saab a couple of years ago, and they didn't vote him on mayor pro tem, which they should have. He mm-hmm. should have been mayor pro tem there, especially his last year. But the issue is still going to be, who's going to be mayor after Blanca Pacheco? Mm-hmm. So they didn't answer that question. Uh, we're kind of hoping, I think the residents are, that it's not a certain person Mm -hmm. that uh, you know, that (laughs) it continues. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think it's that was an interesting choice in the council voter unanimously, it
1: it is, and that's what I'm most interested in too in 2023 who's going to be mayor. So let's look at the options. It, It could be uh, Claudia Formetta, mm-hmm. assuming she's reelected because right. she's going to um, into did, her final She did year. a great job this year as mayor. She did. Uh, we also have Mario Trujillo, correct? Catherine and Catherine Alvarez, uh, and we're going to have a new council member, whoever it is that replaces Sean Ashton. Correct. So the next mayor, it could be Claudia. Right. It could be Mario Trujillo right. or it could be Catherine Alvarez. Okay. It'll be interesting to see who the council selects. Right,
0: right. And, and again, that's the one thing is for everybody to remember the city charter is very specific. The Downey City Council picks the mayor and the mayor pro tem. At all time, you know you talk about a rotation it 's not really a rotation they 've already they 've already deviated from so called rotation if you will, so there 's been some guidelines, but the charter is very specific. I always said that when I was on on the council it's like don 't ask me to vote and then tell me I have to vote a certain way mm-hmm. that 's not true. The charter mm-hmm. says this is who votes and the council will, but it 's going to be interesting because You know, I think Mario Trujillo would probably like to be mayor his fourth year. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be a one-year gap there that's going to be interesting. And and God willing, I know the council will do the right choices. They did the good choices. They could have had on this one, they could have had Sean, Claudia, or... Uh, or uh catherine and i mm-hmm. think that they made the wise choice of staying away from catherine and it could have been claudia but
1: so so if, if mario prefers to be mayor in his fourth year when he's up for re-election mm-hmm. he will probably be May- mayor pro tem next year Correct. so that would leave either claudia or catherine to be mayor again right. i would assume the council would probably lean towards claudia i'm assuming i'm just kind of guessing which would be very interesting because then we would have a situation where we had Blanca as mayor, what three three years ago, right. and then went to Claudia, and right. then it went to back to Blanca, right. and it could go back to Claudia. I don't yeah. think that's ever happened in in our cities. No, no, really it
0: hasn't out there. And I think the the big elephant in the room, or, you know, is the addition of somebody that most people don't think is qualified to be mayor. I think I. I'd be embarrassed as a Downey resident if a certain councilwoman uh, was the mayor, not because he's a woman, but because of her past and, and criminal behavior. there. I think from a community, we deserve better, especially as a mayor. So mm-hmm.
1: if I'm on the council, I would never vote for that person to be mayor, and I'm hoping that the rest is out. But, uh, but 2022, I, I think Downey will be in good hands with – with uh, Blanca Pacheco and with Sean Ashton, yeah. we got some experienced council members yeah. leading our city. Yeah. I feel pretty good about that.
0: No, I was. It was great. I go well. Listen, speaking of that, last week uh, uh, Mayor Frometta hosted the 65th anniversary mm-hmm. of the uh, the city of Downey being incorporated. You're wearing a pin mm-hmm. from that logo that they gave us there. And what was so cool, by the way, our city was incorporated in 1873, excuse me, was founded in 1873 by our most famous resident, Governor John Gately Downey. Uh, he was governor of California from 1860 to 1862, uh, but our city, he founded our city in 1873. Um, then it was incorporated by the vote of the residents in 1956. So the 65th anniversary, we had a nice celebration there. But it was really cool, because there was 11 former mayors. Uh, Mayor Formetta invited us all. And it was kind of, it was a lot of fun to be mm-hmm. there, to reminisce with that. Uh, you know, they told me, by the way, I was the third Latino mayor ever mm-hmm. elected in the city. And I was the first foreign-born mayor. So mm-hmm. it was kind of cool. Interesting. Kind of, yeah, interesting. kind of things that I never thought about. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we're now at Mayor 46. Uh, Claudia is the 46th uh, mayor of Downey. And I was the 30, uh, 36th mayor mm-hmm. of Downey. So it was real prideful. 11 former mayors and uh, reminiscent about our city. You
1: know, it's interesting to to think about how much Downey has changed since 1956. Yeah. You know, look, look, looking around the city, it's completely changed. But there are certain things that haven't changed. Okay. And I think part of it is the spirit of generosity among our, our community. We still have several service clubs. We have yeah. residents who are generous and giving. And Downey's still a step-up community. It's, right. a, it's, it's a city where people aspire to live. That hasn't changed yeah. since 1956. So no. that, that's great yeah. to see.
0: And when you see the facts there, too, we were about 100,000 people in 1956. We're about 115,000 today. Uh, but, again, we always thought we should have our own public safety. So our police department, our, our fire department, our mm-hmm. school district, those are, those are uh, you know, backgrounds and tenants of our community that we always wanted to have, and mm-hmm. we have them today. So I think we got a lot to brag about, and mm-hmm. th- those are some of the reasons. But mm-hmm. our forefathers thought enough of that, so I'm, yeah. I'm proud to be part of that.
1: Mario, Thanksgiving week yeah. here in Downey, and w- one of my favorite uh Traditions, I'm, I'm going to call it, is on the the day before Thanksgiving, leading up to Thanksgiving, is driving by Portos <laughs> and seeing the lines that yeah. snake around. I think they're open Thanksgiving Day, and seeing the people lining up for those potato balls and you know yeah. those pastries the, and the breads and, the breads. and it, it's amazing what Portos has done for the community of Downey, yeah. and you were on the city council right when. When portals came to Downey, right? So, you have some insight into how portals came to Downey. Yeah. Can you talk about that? Sure, sure. I'm proud, very proud of that. That's one of the best things that I was involved with. So, initially,
0: uh, Kirk Cartosian and I, he was chairman of the, uh, the Orange Line to bring uh, the high speed uh, technology here through Downey, which is being worked on right now in the South Rancho campus. So we were trying to get other cities to join. So uh, Kurt asked me if I'd go along and help sell Glendale on that idea. So we met with Frank Rintero, the the Glendale mayor at the time, but we met him at Porto's Mm -hmm. in Glendale. So while we were sitting down talking, of course, Raul Porto comes and talks to uh, his mayor that he knows Mm -hmm. and introduced myself. And I said, hey, would you be interested in coming to Downey? You know this place is great. He says, as a matter of fact, we've been talking about it, thinking about it, but I said, please come. I'll show you around. I'll give mm-hmm. you a tour, of Downey. So the following week, he did exactly that. Wh- wh- what year was this? Uh, this was night uh, uh, two thousand and uh, ah two thousand and eight. Two thousand eight. Two thousand and eight, because they opened in November two thousand and nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beginning of two thousand and eight. Okay. So. Um, and I might have to go back. It might be at the end of 2007. Okay, okay? So I apologize for that. Um, anyways, so he came and toured Downey. And mm-hmm. of course, uh, as we say, the rest is kind of history. Uh, but it was kind of interesting on the council because one of the things that we can look right outside my window, I now see that parking lot, uh, the element there, to make all the numbers work. And remember, they spent about $14,000 buying this corner. Mm-hmm. We're they're at the corner of Downey Avenue and Firestone. So one of the niches was to make it all work was the parking lot there behind. So Downey has always had a lot of redevelopment money. Mm -hmm. Never used it. Downey didn't believe in redevelopment per Mm -hmm. se. So they would do a sign here, an awning there, Mm -hmm. but they really didn't invest in the businesses and didn't. Mm -hmm. So it came down to us helping to build that parking. We had tons of redevelopment money that that money is just sitting there exactly for these things. Mm -hmm. Well, it we came down to a two to two vote on the council. Kirk Cartosian had to exclu- uh, recuse himself. So it was Rick Trejo and myself voting for it. In favor of in Portos. In favor of Portos. Mm-hmm. And Ann Baer and Dave Gaffin voted against it. And, and Ann's position was it's too much redevelopment. It was 500,000, and we had like four or five million mm-hmm. in there, right? So it was probably like 10% of what we had. Mm-hmm for too much for one business. And Mm -hmm. you know, again, looking back, you gotta say, you're kidding me, right? Mm -hmm. Anyways, and Dave was a little bit nervous about it, so he voted against it. So that didn't pass. So the following week, we made sure of taking Dave to the Burbank location Mm -hmm. of Porto's to see what it really is. And of course, he not only enjoyed the food, but the people, the quality Mm -hmm. of the company, the Porto's family, but also what can be, how that revitalizes Mm -hmm. an area, revitalizes an area. So I brought it back up on the council, and again, so uh, and then we voted on it. and Then it was a three-to-one vote. So Ann Baer voted against it again, too much for, mm-hmm. for one one business, quote unquote. Those were her words. So it's kind of ironic, though. A year and a half later, Jerry Brown took all the money. He just Fine. said all the redevelopment money for all the community says it's going to the state. You mm-hmm. have no more money. So if we hadn't done that, we not only wouldn't have got Portos, but we wouldn't have had the money either way. Mm -hmm. So, and it was ironic because when I was mayor when we did the groundbreaking dedication, but in 2009 when they opened officially, Ann Bear was the mayor. It was just kind of funny. It's just ironic. There. It's ironic on there. But Mr. Portos, Raul Portos, uh, he was very nice and gave a lot of credit to Kirk Cartosian and myself mm-hmm. for helping make this deal. But, you know, it, it's the genesis for changing our downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they averaged six or 7,000 people a day before the pandemic, a day, and then ten to 12,000 people on weekends. And when they came in downtown Downey, 18 new restaurants opened up within a quarter mile.
1: Well, it's become the the anchor for for downtown Downey. It's become a destination place for downtown Downey. You know, before Porto's, I don't think people traveled here to Downey specifically for the downtown. Yes. There, was, there was really no reason to come here to downtown Downey. Right. But now that we have portals, you know we have people here who are coming specifically, they're discovering Downey, right. they're discovering the other restaurants and the shops and the things that do in Downey. Absolutely. It's really been that anchor for this community. Yeah, Yeah. and not only that,
0: I mean, it, you know, obviously their food's great. It's, it's a destination place. But the family, uh, you know, they have been uh, Raoul, Betty, and Marguerite. They have been a, a, a great corporate citizens on there. They basically have done so much for our community. They continue to. Betty's involved in everything. They give a lot of food at night that most mm-hmm. people don't know to many of the social groups and some of the service groups here in Downey to help feed the poor and those people that need N-
1: it. No food goes away at Portos. Yeah. And, and they don't publicize it, which yeah. I think is what, what I respect the most. They yeah. don't post pictures on social media. Yeah. They don't pat themselves on the back. But they don't throw away their food. They, yeah. they donate it to shelters and to, to organizations that help hungry families. Yeah. And they, they, they should be applauded. And, and I can't imagine the downtown without them. You know, we're talking about downtown.
0: Wait, 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 one last thing on uh-huh. about the Portos. You know, last year when all the stimulus money was being given away, and so forth. The Portos family did not take any money or mm-hmm. didn't apply. They said, we've been saving for a rainy day. We feel that's our corporate responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the people that took it were bad, obviously mm-hmm. it helped save a lot of jobs, mm-hmm. but they didn't take any stimulus money. And I thought that was a statement to who they are. So anyways,
1: mm-hmm. the last thing on Portos on there. So I just wanted uh, to Absolutely. That uh, but since we're talking about downtown, uh, you know, downtown Downey hasn't always been this bustling <laughs> destination place. I remember uh, when it was—I don't want to say dead, but it was pretty. It was pretty dead. You know, you had a couple of shops, and it was very quaint. And and you know, I, I'm a proud downtown Downey resident, so I know firsthand the how the the changes that have occurred here in in downtown Downey have you what's been your perspective? Well Kurt
0: in Kurt Cartosian and I were part of the Downtown Subcommittee my first year I was elected but when you look and I saw this recently when you look at one of my brochures when I ran for council in 2006 Mm -hmm. one of my five points that I want to do was revitalize the downtown Mm -hmm. on election Mm -hmm. night in November 2006 Kirk Cartosian, Meredith Perkins, and myself were leaving my election night party at Granada's. downtown. Yeah. One of the few places in downtown, right? It was awesome. We're crossing Downey Avenue, and we kind of stopped in the middle of the street. Uh, it was 1030 at night or so mm-hmm. just to give each other a hug and to say goodbye mm-hmm. and so forth. And we kept on talking. And then at the end, we laughed. We had been for almost half an hour right in the middle of Downey Avenue, right smack in the middle, mm-hmm. and not one car had come by. Mm-hmm. Not one car. And we said, okay, this is the problem. We look back at that and we say, okay, that was the beginning, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. So the downtown specific plan, that was one of my top priorities. Again, I worked with the, uh, our council and the subcommittee and our staff. We had staff that we brought in then to look at economic development and change the perception of Downey in, in, in economic ways. Mm-hmm. And um, the downtown specific plan actually got an award from Southern California's Agency of mm-hmm. Government, um, SCAC, which I was a board member of we actually uh, developed this plan to, to change things, uh, do different parking situations, the type of businesses, how we're gonna incentivize it, how we're gonna work together, the new parking lot, mm-hmm. all these different things. And by the way, one of the things was, we actually carved it out and made a little pimple over the Reeves Mansion, mm-hmm. okay, because it's not just Downey Avenue. Mm-hmm. So that way we can help save it and develop Reeves Mansion so it would be here for the next 100 years. But yeah, the downtown specific plan has changed. Uh, after that, it was Roger Brosmer uh, and myself with the downtown specific plan and the downtown committee. And then you know, the torch was carried forward to uh, Alex Saab and to Rick Rodriguez and you know, they added uh, all the public art that you see and made some changes on there. So at least it continues, but it's all core the core of the downtown specific plan.
1: And you know, I think one important aspect of the growth of downtown is the housing element we we've added a lot of housing uh downtown wh- which i think is really important because now we have people living here who can be shopping at these restaurants and 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 eating and and spending their money here and i know i enjoy living downtown because i could i can walk wherever i need to i could walk to to an to an appointment to get my hair cut to To get lunch, whatever it is, it's all. <laughs> I, I cut haircut, my huh? I cut carrot, My haircut, <laughs> right? Um, Sorry, I couldn't help that. Percent. I know, I know. <laughs> but but it, it's part of urban living, mm-hmm. and I think that housing component has been so. Uh, crucial to tour to downtown. Yeah. One thing we looked at, so we put a,
0: a dot right in the middle of it and we made circles, 500 feet, 1,000 feet mm-hmm. around the core of the downtown and we didn't have very much housing. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, housing is not the end all to a successful downtown, but every successful downtown has a housing component. So we started that with the view. We took a lot of personal grief mm-hmm. on there. Oh my gosh, I was attacked. I was bringing slums to downtown mm-hmm. and Section 8 and all these other It's been amazing. There's mm-hmm. fifty some odd units there that there's a five hundred person waiting list. They don't have any turnover. Mm-hmm. they take great care of it. It's a beautiful building mm-hmm. so the the view has been fantastic again, the condos that you live out that I can see out the window here uh you know market price condos mm-hmm. expensive, very nice, and there's more and more that's been developed on that, but you're right, right that's changed the downtown. Mm-hmm. We knew
1: that. And we started it, and I think it continues to move forward. So that's a good thing. It's true. And there's there's still room for, for growth. There's still more that's coming to downtown Downey, yeah. which, which is exciting. The transition hasn't ended yet. It's, right. it's still growing.
0: Right. And, I, you know, I like, I mentioned before the public art. I liked the public art statues. And art is, you know, subjective, so you may or may not like it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I have one of the proud things that Alex Saab and I did, we commissioned uh, Don Lamkin, a local mm-hmm. artist, to do that wall. And we had to get permission from Portos. They mm-hmm. own that parking lot in that wall. You're talking about Downey
1: doodle Downey
0: Do Delicious. It's amazing. It's It's. Like and people always, you know, it's it's basically his version of growing mm-hmm. up. But I tell you, I can see it out my window and I see every day people taking pictures there. So mm-hmm. that that would have been great to be able to do that same type of another mural over on Firestone in Paramount mm-hmm. on that corner that the city owns that is just lacks imagination and it's just kind of like ugh. So that is part of the downtown specifically, land. That would have been really good to do that. I just don't think that there was a vision there. So I'm not, I am putting down the city on there. They should have had a little bit more vision for that. And,
1: you know, I spoke to Don a couple of years ago and he's open to, to yeah. doing something, whether it's there or, yeah. or somewhere else. This was a couple of years ago, but yeah. he was open to it, Great artist. which would be fantastic yeah. because and I, I've seen, I think it was Southgate or Hollydale who, who also hired. Uh, you know, I shouldn't say they hired Don, I, I, I think they did. They did. But they did something very similar did that, yeah. for, for Southgate.
0: Yeah, because over there, they could have done a mural here, again, with the same theme and ties it into downtown on the Downey Avenue right there. What a great thing, and big mm-hmm. corners. And, and you could have had other businesses. See, this, Dudalicious was his vision growing up. Mm-hmm. So he added the businesses that he remembered growing mm-hmm. up. He's yeah. an artist. We yeah. commissioned Absolutely. him after he already did the, arting, mm-hmm. the artist, the, the art, to do that, mm-hmm. but here on a new one, we can actually put in the things and take it as a vote mm-hmm. or whatever, have some of the businesses pay for it, even whatever, so there's no mm-hmm. public money. There's all kinds of different things. Again, it, it takes vision, okay? Mm-hmm. Without vision, the people shall perish, right? Mm-hmm. The old Proverbs thing, but anyways. So Eric, what? Um,
1: so what do you want to talk about next? You know what I want to talk about? Johnny's Boiler, ah. and it, it, it's, it, we, we, we have a connection here Because, you know, Johnny's Broiler, iconic in in, in the city of Downey. And I I cover, when you got elected to the city council, that's when we really got to know each other. Mm -hmm. And I remember specifically your your first city council meeting. (laughs) Because it happened right after Johnny's Broiler was illegally demolished. And it's funny, so at the time I was working at the Downey Patriots. And I remember... Uh, I don't remember how I found out. I think it was it was a phone call. But, you know, the news was Johnny was demolished. And I drove down there to the restaurant and it it was sad. It was in shambles. It was completely destroyed and it it was just a horrific event for for the city of Downey. And it's funny because the not funny, but the residents were rightly outraged at, at what happened and they hacked that city council meeting which happened to be your first meeting it happened to be a
0: first meeting so johnny's broiler was illegally demolished on a sunday and and i got the call and and so forth so i was down there with the rest of of, of Downey residents really upset uh what was ironic was that somebody could have died so somebody was hired and they got some workers from in front of home depot and they just had a a uh, you know a, a bulldozer, a bulldozer type thing and the, they hadn't even turned off the power. They were a couple feet from mm-hmm. dying on there when the police saw this mm-hmm. and stopped it and so forth. Anyways, but it was a landmark, the Googie Architect and the beauty of it on there. So, so I was there that Sunday with the outraged residents. Mm-hmm. So Tuesday, two days later, was my first council meeting ever. So we're in the back. I, you know, you see all the cars. You see all the news media, mm-hmm. and we're in the back in executive session. And Jerry Caden, our city manager, comes back there, and he says, "That is the largest crowd we have ever had in mm-hmm. the history of the city."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So this is my first council meeting. I, I didn't even know how to turn on the mic in my chair. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I had to adjust my council seat. Mm-hmm. You know, my first meeting. So when I went out there, and you know, you're looking at everything. The cameras are on you, and you're a little nervous. And I kind of broke the tension a little bit, but say, gosh, my first council meeting, I am so excited that all of you are here tonight. on there to wish me luck, you know, which obviously mm-hmm. they weren't. They didn't even know that. Right. But it was kind of broke the tension a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, but, yeah, we all, um, you know, we all pledged to rebuild it. Uh, We did that, we used some redevelopment money to do that, it was one of the best things we did. Mm -hmm. Didn't make sense from an economic standpoint, like we used some of the money, like the Porto's Mm -hmm. money or so forth, Mm -hmm. and this was twice as much as Porto's Mm -hmm. and so forth, but we saved uh, an iconic landmark for us, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's still going today. The preservation of that, they literally took and left all the bricks. They left a certain tiles. All the things inside are original. Jim Louder, that owns that Bob's Big Boy, a uh, great community partner mm. and preservationist from there, but mm. we worked on that together. There's a picture there on the back wall that shows all of us standing on the
1: bulldozer, mm. the before and after kind of right. shot. So, yeah. It's, it's fantastic that it was rebuilt and we have it. I, I, I would say that I, I wish more people would support that restaurant. Yeah. When, when I go there, I'm, I'm sad to say that, it's it's usually pretty empty, yeah. and it, it's disappointing because as much as people were were clamoring to have it rebuilt, here it is right. now you have to support it right go right. in there and, and eat they have a drive-through right. and they still get these car shows right. and and uh, you know I was speaking to an employee um, last time I was there and they mentioned that you know they have these little car meets but nobody eats yeah, you know they park party. there and they just hang out in the parking lot yeah. it, it's wrong you know support your restaurants yeah. go in there you know get some breakfast and show them that we want you here right. In downey right. Uh, The next episode. Next episode. Okay, our
0: next episode, we're going to be talking more in detail about Tesla. We're going to be talking uh, because they almost came, and then the the behind-the-scenes stories and what happened to it and my
1: relationship with Elon Musk. You you said, Mario, you're on record, that there was a 99.9% chance that Tesla was coming to down. Absolutely. And looking looking back, I was right. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I really
0: was right and we'll tell them, we'll talk the we'll story talk about, about that We'll talk the story on there. So we're also going to talk about uh, some of those the kind of stores that, that uh, you want that we want here in the city and what's going on in economic development. Uh, we're finding out there's about three or four different areas in Downey that are being developed now. We'll fill you in on on what we know and how we know. Uh, we didn't do a Dork of the month club uh, today mm-hmm. on there, but I'll tell you, Looking at the city council meeting last week, you were right from a couple of months ago when the mayor had to clear out the council chambers again. Again. Again from everybody because of the same six or seven gadflies that just refuse to behave like like normal people. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you have issues, you don't use those kind of language, you don't screaming out from your seats, you don't disrupt, I think it's against the law. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping that they, they push that envelope a little bit more to get rid of some of those gaffes, but the uncivility that's going on. I'm there.
1: happy that the city council is taking steps to regain control of, of their meetings. Yeah, because it's, it's past time; it's, it's happening. Yeah,
0: we'll yeah. talk about what the ordinance they passed. We, we can will. talk about that in the next uh, the next meeting. On there. so, Eric, anything else you want to end this meeting with?
1: Happy Thanksgiving! Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you for watching. This is Talking Downey with Mario.
1: And Eric.